Hello everyone and welcome to the Unanswered Questions True Crime Podcast. I have spent hours and hours investigating this. He basically told her that people have been killed. Journalists, independent investigators, people like that disappeared. It frightened her to the bone. There's more to the story than meets the eye. There were rumors of torture and homicide and sexual abuse, all sorts of egregious, horrendous crimes. He was polygraphed three times. Each of those three showed evasions. His resumes were a skeleton of truth. He was mad at the world, and particularly mad at the government. The study that he commissioned that described a fictional terrorist attack. If people have died over this, it means you're getting close to the truth. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to say, what the fuck? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of my new podcast, Unanswered Questions, where every week we will endeavour to discuss a mysterious unsolved case that has many lingering unanswered questions. So I hope you enjoy and as always leave me some feedback on what you think about the show and rate it as well. Now on to the show. This week we'll be talking about the Denver International Airport conspiracy theories. Now Denver International Airport, locally known as DIA, is an international airport in the western United States primarily serving metropolitan Denver, Colorado as well as the greater front range urban corridor. At 33,531 acres or 52.4 square miles, 134 5.7 kilometers squared, it is the largest airport in the Western Hemisphere by land area and the second largest on Earth behind King Fahd International Airport. Runway 16R-34L with a length of 16,000 feet, 3.03 miles or 4.88 kilometers, is the longest public-use runway in North America and the seventh longest on Earth. The airport is 25 miles or 40 kilometers driving distance from downtown Denver, 19 miles or 31 kilometers farther than the, the former Stapleton International Airport. The facility, DEN, replaced. The airport land was originally part of Adams County until the construction of the airport in 1995 and is actually located in between Commerce City and Aurora with the south and west side connecting strip of neighbourhoods on the route of Pena Boulevard being the only connection with the rest of the city of Denver. Many airport-related services such as hotels are located in Aurora. Opened in 1995, Denver currently serves 25 different airlines offering non-stop service to over 215 destinations throughout the Americas, Europe and Asia. It was the fourth airport in the US to exceed 200 destinations. The airport is a major hub for both United Airlines and Frontier Airlines and the largest operating base for Southwest Airlines. With over 35,000 employees, the airport is the largest employer in Colorado. The airport is located on the western edge of the Great Plains and within sight of the front range of the Rocky Mountains. In 2021, DEN was the third busiest airport in the world as well as the third busiest airport in the United States by passenger traffic. DEN has been among the top 20 busiest airports in the world every year since 2000. Now we're going to get into a bit of a history on Denver International Airport. Denver has traditionally been home to one of the busier airports in the United States because its mid-continent location was ideal for an airline hub. Several airlines, notably United Airlines and Continental Airlines, were hubbed at the former Stapleton International Airport, making it the sixth busiest airport in the country by the 1960s. But Stapleton was cramped with little room to add additional flights and with runways too close together, leading to long waits and bad weather that would cause nationwide travel disruptions. From 1980 to 1983, the Denver Regional Council of Governments investigated areas for a new area airport north and east of Denver. Meanwhile, in 1983, Federico Pina was elected mayor of Denver, campaigning on a plan to expand Stapleton onto Rocky Mountain Arsenal lands. The plan had broad support, but leaders in nearby Adams County threatened to sue over noise concerns. 
Eventually, Penis struck a deal, which basically was this. Adams County leaders would rally citizens to back a plan for Denver to annex 54 square miles or 140 kilometers squared of the county to build an airport away from established neighborhoods. In 1988, Adams County voters approved the annexation. The proposal was met with some skepticism because of its location, 24 miles or 39 kilometers from the heart of the city, but seeing the importance of a Denver air hub to the national transportation system, the federal government put $500 million equivalent to $1 billion as of 2021, toward the new airport. The rest of the cost would be financed by bonds to be repaid with fees on airlines. Ground was broken in September of 1989. Two years later, Mayor Wellington Webb inherited the mega project, which at that time was scheduled to open on October 29th of 1993. At the time, United was refusing to move to the new airport over the high proposed fees. The airline finally relented under the condition that the airport include an automated baggage system. Very, very controversial system that was. Construction delays pushed opening day back, first to December 1993, then to March of 1994. By September of 1993, delays due to a millwright strike and other events meant opening day was pushed back again to May of 1994. Now we come to a very interesting and funny part to this whole story. In April of 1994, the city invited reporters to observe the first test of the new automated baggage system. Reporters were treated to scenes of clothing and other personal effects scattered beneath the system's tracks and carts that would often toss the luggage right off the system. After the embarrassing preview, the mayor cancelled the planned May opening. The baggage system continued to be a maintenance hassle and was finally terminated in September of 2005 with traditional baggage handlers manually handling cargo and passing passenger luggage. DEN finally replaced Stapleton on February 28th of 1995, 16 months behind schedule and at a cost of $4.8 billion, equivalent to $7.9 billion as of 2021, nearly $2 billion over budget, $3.3 billion as of 2021. The construction employed 11,000 workers. United Airlines Flight 1062 to Kansas City International Airport was the first to depart DIA, and United Flight 1474 from Colorado Springs Airport was the first to arrive at the new airport. In September of 2003, runway 16R-34L was added to the airport's sixth, and at a 16,000 foot or 3.0 mile, 4.9 kilometer, it is 4,000 feet, 0.76 miles or 1.2 kilometers longer than the other runways. Its length, exceeded by only six other runways in the world, World allows fully laden Airbus A380s and Boeing 7478s to take off in the hot and high conditions at the airport, which is roughly one mile or 1.6 kilometer above sea level. Another interesting point to add was during a blizzard on March 17th to 19th of 2003, the weight of heavy snow tore a hole in the terminal's white fabric roof and over 2 foot or 0.61 meters of snow on paved areas closed the airport and its main access road, Pina Boulevard, for almost two days, stranding several thousand people. Another blizzard on December 20 to 21 of 2006 dumped over 20 inches or 51 centimeters of snow in about 24 hours. The airport was closed for more than 40 five hours, stranding thousands. Following this, the airport invested heavily in new snow removal equipment that has led to a dramatic reduction in runway occupancy times to clear snow down from an average of 45 minutes in 2006 to just 15 minutes in 2014. 
now we're going to get into many of the conspiracy theories about Denver International Airport. So to begin with, we have secret societies. And the theory goes that the Freemasons, a centuries-old secret society that's been in the news recently, has controlled the airport ever since it opened with ties to the New World Order, which is another big conspiracy theory I'll cover on a later podcast episode. A group of global elites who wield power over international affairs. Now we're going to get into the history behind it. So a dedication plaque at the world's south entrance near the Western Hotel and RTD University of Colorado A-Line, dated March 19th of 1994, contains a time capsule and bears the symbol of the Freemasons, as well as a reference to the New World Airport Commission, and strange markings have also been noted around the airport, supposedly indicating secret or alien languages. Then we come to the artistic clues to the apocalypse. Now, the theory goes that the airport's 40-piece public art collection, most notably its colourful 28-foot-wide murals by artist Leo Tanguma, its knotted Denver gargoyle sculptures near the east and west west side baggage area claim areas, and the Mustang sculpture, a.k.a. Big Blue Horse, or Blucifer, as it's known, near Pina Boulevard, are clues to a sinister influence at the airport, alternatively credited as Illuminati, Freemasons, New World Order or Nazis. The history is that, like most DIA conspiracy theories, this one roughly parallels the rise of the internet at the time of the airport's opening and has given fuel over the years by radio hosts like George Norrie, TV conspiracy-backed Jesse Ventura, and many others. Jesse Ventura actually did an episode on his conspiracy theories TV show about this and actually went to the airport. They point to Nazi or fascist imagery in Taguma's murals on level 5 of the Jipperson Terminal, the ominous and seemingly random nature of the gargoyles, and the fact that a portion of the 32-foot 9,000 pound Mustang sculpture, which features glowing red eyes, interpreted as a reference to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, fell and killed its creator, Louise Jemins, which I'll get into in a minute. Then we come to the underground bunkers and aliens. The theory goes that hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport tunnels is a secret bunker or series of bunkers designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse. Lizard people, aka reptoids and or evidence of aliens are also thought to be lurking down there. The history is that contractors who originally worked on the airport, which went over budget and opened 16 months behind schedule, reportedly saw evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels. A multi-million dollar automated baggage system failed to work as designed, fueling doubts about the intent and scale of the construction. An alien drawing has appeared on the walls and blurry footage of lizard people has appeared on conspiracy websites. Then we get into one of the most interesting aspects of these conspiracy theories, which is the Nazi runways and remote location conspiracy theories. The theory goes that DIA's location, approximately 25 miles from downtown Denver, swastika-shaped runway configuration and various barely concealed symbols of Nazism or fascism hint at any number of sinister plots, theorists say. Also, a tunnel is said to connect DIA to NORAD, nearly 100 miles to the south near Colorado Springs. The history on this is Nazi conspiracy theories have been among the most popular online for the last two decades, and despite its recent tongue-in-cheek embrance of most conspiracies, DIA officials have shared from directly addressing them, which some see as a sign of their validity. Quote, We do have some subject matter that we wanted to either just avoid or tread very lightly with, said DIA's Kaufman in response to a question about what made the cut for October's exhibit in the main terminal. Some things are worth debunking, others aren't. End quote. 
Then we come to the antigens conspiracy theory. In a roundup of all the conspiracy theories they could unearth surrounding the airport, Vice reported on a lesser known conspiracy theory involving hepatitis. On an atrium floor, the letters AUAG set within the side of a mining cart are embossed in the terrazzo floor in gold metal. The theory goes that AUAG actually stands for Australian antigen, an antigen associated with hepatitis, and this is subtle foreshadowing. It is said that the New World Order is planning on culling some of the world's population via a pandemic. Vice is quick to argue that AUAG actually refers to Colorado's history mining gold and silver, whose symbols are AU and AG on the periodic table, which the airport has confirmed. Now we come to Blucifer. Those pulling up to the Denver International Airport will be greeted by a 9.75 meter tall blue stallion with piercing blue eyes perched on its hind legs. The sculpture is from the late artist Louis Jemens and is named Blue Mustang, although some refer to it as Blucifer. It's absolutely an odd piece for an airport already shrouded in end of times lore, you know, because of the whole four horsemen of the apocalypse thing. But an even odder choice when in 2006 the sculpture fell while being moved from Jemens' studio, pinning him against a beam which ended up killing him. With that, this case remains open as to whether there is a conspiracy at Denver International Airport or not, but I'll leave you guys to think about that and to think about whether there is actually any validity to these conspiracy theories. There are many unanswered questions about this airport that still remain unanswered. Please rate the show and let me know what you guys think about this and the many other cases I've covered. You can follow me on all social media platforms, YouTube, BitChute, Dailymotion. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Links are all down below in the description. If you have a case you'd like me to have a look at or cover, don't hesitate to send me a message. I'm your host and this has been the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Until next time next on Unanswered Question. On Christmas Eve, December 24th of 1945, a fire destroyed the Soto residence in Fayetteville, West Virginia, United States. At the time, it was occupied by George Soto, his wife Janine, and nine of their ten children. During the fire, George, Janine, and four of the nine children escaped. The bodies of the other five children have never been found.